Help us, Lord, to receive of you. Um, Speak, Lord, in a special way, Lord, through the word, through the songs. Uh, Lord, through everything that is said or done today, let it be for your glory. And we ask in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. The scripture says in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, rather, verse 1 through 4, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues um, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Um, Is anybody ready to praise the Lord today? Clap your hands to the Lord and let's enter into worship with all your heart. God bless you.
us. Let's just worship him right now. Anything we can offer up, he's worthy right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's alive. He is alive. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated for just a moment. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Here for prayer this morning. I got one card turned in. It's for uh, Abigail Holtz. She may have strep, have a, a staph infection, I'm sorry. And that was put in by Elijah this morning. Praise God. Let's remember all of our uh, continued prayers. Let's remember Chad Campbell this morning. Uh, let's remember Sister Diane Leite's mother this morning. Um, let's continue to remember my daughter this morning too. Um, going to have some things coming up here sometime soon, but she is an answered prayer and I am thankful for that. So, um, if you have a need this morning, just by the raising of your hand, God knows what it is. Amen. He's an all knowing God and we're thankful for it. Let's just stand. If you have a, a need in your body or anything this morning, come forward and somebody will be here to pray with you. But if let's, let's just pray right out right now. Lord Jesus. We come to you this morning, God. Lord Jesus, we know that you're a prayer answering God, Lord, and we know that you're a healer, God. You're a provider, Lord Jesus, and we just ask, God, that you would reach and touch those, Lord Jesus, that need a healing in their bodies, God, Lord Jesus, and we just pray for Abigail Holtz, God, that you would touch her, Lord, right now, that whatever this sickness is, God, that you would just bless her, Lord Jesus, touch her, God, give her a healing touch, God. We pray for, for Chad Campbell, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to, to have your hand upon him, God, Lord pray for Sister Diane Leite's mother, Lord, that you would just touch her, God. Lord, and we just pray, Lord, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all good things, all the things that you've done for us, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus, for the answers prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's not a problem too small that Jesus can't resolve. In time he'll get involved, our God, he cares about us. Wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait.
I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm not turning back now. 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 I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. worth it to wait on the Lord. It's worth it to know that he's going to come through for you, whatever your need is. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. What a wonderful, beautiful presence of the Lord. Very real presence of God that is here today. And uh, I tell people, I say, look, have you ever felt the presence of God? When you come to our church, you're going to feel the real genuine spirit of the Lord in this place. He's here. Amen. When we worship him, he, he comes. Hallelujah. He shows up and I'm so glad for that. We're going to worship in giving. Amen. We're going to receive our tithing and offering this morning. And, uh, would you join with me, uh, uh in saying this, uh, affirmation, Amen. It expresses our belief. And we do believe that when we uh, speak, amen, faith and what God does, affirming his word, he, he comes and he does those things. We're grateful for God's blessing. 
Join with me this morning. Upon the authority of your word I have given shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royal to receive. My whole family saved and walking with God. Blessed to walk in health and abundance with divine favor. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. All that I do will prosper in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Would you just lift your uh, offerings to the Lord this morning? We just want to ask God's blessing upon it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just bring, Lord, to you our tithe and offering today. And we're thanking you, God, for what you have provided for us already. And now, Lord, we bring to you, God, that which uh, uh, is our offerings, Lord, and our tithe. And we just ask your blessing upon it. Use it for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. We ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen again. Amen. You may be uh, bring your offering at this time. Start to say be seated, but you are seated. Please join us in bringing your offering this morning. Thank you for doing so. God bless you. There is a river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. There is a river flowing, a river of joy and laughter. We want to swim in the waters. We want to dance. Freedom reigns in the house of God. Freedom reigns in the house of God. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns in the house of God. 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 Freedom reigns in the
house of God. Freedom reigns in the house of God. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns in the house of God. Freedom reigns. Freedom reigns. There is joy in the house of God. There is joy in the house of God. There is joy. clap our hands to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being with us on this beautiful Sunday that God has blessed us with. We have come to worship and praise the Lord and to be with you. We're so glad that you are here today and we have some wonderful people that have come to worship the Lord with us. We have first time guests with us and we just welcome each of you. Amen. So glad that you have come for the very purpose just to worship the Lord and to lift him up. Amen to God. It's good to have, it's good to have, uh, Andy with us this morning, uh, this last this last week of single life, amen, Saturday is coming, Sunday's here, but Saturday's coming, that's right, and uh, she will be married this coming Saturday, and we're just uh, rejoicing with her and Andrew, such a very fine young man, we just love him as much as we love her, and and um, it's good to have Anna with us. She's with us this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to see us, Anna. That's right. It's always good to have you. She's here for the wedding, just, uh, just ribbing her a little bit, but so good to have you all this morning. Amen. Amen. Uh, Cindy, good to have you. Those with you today, amen. Family, friends, God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for being with us. Amen. Brody, good to have you. Good to have you this morning in church with us. God bless you. What a great God. What a great God. Hallelujah. Uh, Katie, good to see you walk in this morning. Worship the Lord with us. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. A friend of, of Pete's, uh, it's good to have you with us. Lynn, good to have you with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Amen. How great and wonderful is our God. Hallelujah. We've got so many good things that are happening, and uh, just on a regular basis, uh, just a busy place. Amen. But good things, ministries that take place this week, this week in our fellowship of the United Pentecostal Church International is General Conference. And uh, uh, it's going to be in Indianapolis. And uh, 
I'm telling you so that if you want to attend any of the services online, it's free, and you can find links for that um, uh, on Facebook. It'll be there. And uh, But uh, there's just uh, other sources. You can go to upci.org and follow links, and it'll help you to find what you're looking for. But there's more than one resource. If you have uh, a Discipleship Now app, it's available on that live services also. And so uh, great preaching, worship, great things will be taking place. And uh, if you're able to connect at all, do so. Amen to God. Well, praise God. Praise God. I'm excited because I know that when we do what we can do, God always fills in what we can't do. Praise God. But he's always there doing so much more than our efforts. Our efforts are feeble sometimes. We don't do as well as we would like to. But I found that God always comes in and helps us in those areas where we are weak. I am weak, but he is strong. Amen. The scripture says, let the weak say I am strong. You know why that's possible? Because God makes us able to do what we cannot do. Amen to God. I want to preach this morning, and uh, I just have something on my heart I want to share with you. I, I stand amazed after all these years of being a pastor, a minister of the gospel, preacher of God's word. There's many times, uh, different ones, every preacher has his own methods. I have studied, listened to others, read after others, say, how do you do it? Uh, uh, and and uh, what do you do? How do you come up with what you're going to preach on? And uh, uh, sometimes God speaks into my heart, maybe ahead of time, uh, in a way that I think, you know, I know exactly what it is that's taken care of. I just kind of put that uh, away in my notes, and I know that I'm going to be preaching on this day, on a particular service, something. And there's other times that I just have to keep seeking, and I, I get close, and I think, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then it comes, God speaks to my heart. And this is one of those times, while I felt like I had something for tonight's service, I felt like I was approaching Sunday morning like, I don't know what I'm going to preach. I have preached a thousand times, but you got to have something you know that God's in it. Amen. And then I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart. And it just began to come together. And so to this morning, I stand before you feeling like that I have a word from the Lord for the church. And I want us to do that this morning. Would you... Uh, stand with me for the reading of the word to go to the 14th chapter of the book of Luke. I want to be reading from one of the gospels this morning, Luke chapter 14. I'm going to start with verse 16, and I'm reading one of the parables that Jesus spoke. In Luke chapter 14, beginning with verse 16, and I will read through to verse 24. Amen. Luke chapter 14 and verse 16, it reads like this. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper 
and bade many. That means he invited many, many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife. I'm stopping there for effect. I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. That is not against you, sister. That's all right. Praise God. I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Well, this morning... I'm going to preach to you a message I have a title for. You know me. I don't always have titles, but I got a title this morning. It's called Guest List. Turn to your neighbor and say, am I on that list? Turn to your other neighbor and say, I think I am. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the word. Speak to our hearts and help us. Talk to us, everyone, today. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Will you help me preach this morning? Amen. I want you to help me to preach the word. And I pray that your heart is open to receive what God has for us today. Guest list. We've all made them sometime or other. It might have been for a birthday party. It might have been for a special event of some type. I'm sure that you have been on a guest list before and you received an invitation. Please come, RSVP if you may. Not everything is like that, but these are situations that are important to all of us. You feel like you're blessed that you can be invited to something. There's been times that I've been invited and I thought, I don't know that I want to go. I have been to some things that were very, uh, I, I felt so out of place because I, I thought, I don't know what I'm doing here, but uh, I was glad that I was invited. Before uh, President Obama went out of office uh, and the end of his uh, tenure as, as uh, uh, president, uh, there were some things that were uh, 
that w- seemed to be detrimental in our relationship as a nation to Israel. And uh, I uh, am a member of Christians United for Israel. And uh, I received an invitation to go to Washington and to attend an event and to go and visit uh, our uh, senators and and uh, congressmen and and to uh, uh, be able to make a stand for Israel, and so I uh, I, I was excited to do so, and uh, I, and so I thought, well, this is it. They're going to pay my uh, motel, and and I'm going to be in a nice place, and and they're going to give me a meal, and I, who knows who I'll meet, and and so I I just uh, I, I flew there. And uh, was able to uh, uh, go to a very nice place, and they took us into a banqueting hall and served us a, a, a wonderful meal. And there were there was a, a lot of people there. There were hundreds of people that showed up from across our nation. And then uh, they said, "So here's the agenda. Tomorrow you will go and you will visit these uh, these offices." And so I was able to go into, uh, uh, you know, places where uh, congressmen were and uh, where senators were. And we were able to visit with some. And uh, uh, that was exciting to me. And to be able to go and to do so and make a stand for such. And, and I had never been that close uh, uh, to the White House. I, I didn't go in the White House, but I was, uh, we, we weren't there to visit with the president. We was there to visit with another. When I was in Israel, uh, and uh, I, I come very close to uh, uh, meeting uh, Netanyahu, uh, the prime minister, and uh, they said, uh, just stay right here. He's going to be here. Our group was there at a restaurant, and they said, uh, we have arrangements for him to come. And so we uh, we ate, and we was anxiously awaiting the moment. About 10 minutes or so before he was to come, they came in and they said, sorry, there has been a change, and he's not coming. And we were very disappointed. We were sitting right by the Sea of Galilee, and uh, we was going to meet somebody that we read about in the news all the time. And even though he was invited, he decided he couldn't come. Now, I don't know the reason he couldn't. There was obviously something that came up. But uh, have you ever made a list and you said, now, who are we going to invite? Well, I want this one. Well, I don't know if I want that one. And there was just, uh, you, you, have to, uh, you have to slim the, the, the uh, because there's a seating for only so many. And you can't just invite the world. You've got to do so in just a very selective fashion. The Bible tells us that Jesus told a parable. He said, a certain man made a great supper. Everybody say, a great supper. It was something very big. It was a big event. It was a large event. And he bade many. He he invited many. The, the guest list that he had sent out to invite, um, they went one by one to the houses. And it was important. We're getting ready to make uh, uh, a mailing. We're planning, uh, God willing, to try to... To, uh, before our revival in in October, we're going to have a mass mailing to every residential mailbox in the six three four six one 
area code. Amen. And it's going to cost us somewhere around $600 to be able to do that outside of the printing. And uh, uh, we want to put a, a, a mass uh, uh, invitation out there and say, this is what's taking place uh, at the United Pentecostal Church, 1210 South Home Street in Palmyra. Amen. And we want you to come. Amen. Uh, we're going to invite many. And this is exactly what happened. They said, we've got a great supper and I want many to come. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said, I have bought a piece of ground. Now, I want you to stop and just profile this person for a moment. This person has enough money. He has enough substance to be able to go out and to buy property. And he says, and I, I'm just so busy. I'm occupied. I have committed my uh, you know, my money into this, uh, maybe whatever. He didn't say what size the property was. He didn't say it was an estate, if it was a large ranch. He didn't say if it was a, a, a city. He didn't say if it was just a, a block or just a, a, a lot somewhere on a corner. He didn't say what it was. He said, I bought a piece of ground. I must needs go and see it. I've got to go see it. I pray thee have me excused. Uh, apparently he felt like that what he had done was more important than this supper he was invited to. Um, another said, I have bought um, uh, five yoke of oxen, um, I, and I go to prove them. Uh, I pray thee um, have me excused. Uh, we know that this man also, it wasn't a yoke of oxen, it was five yoke of oxen. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a garden tractor. This was a big beast that was going to pull a plow across a field. He had some investment um, that was going to uh, uh, be important to him. And he says, I need to go prove them. I have bought them. I need to go. I can't come. I've got too much to do. Amen. And another said, he said, I married a wife and therefore I cannot come. All of these that made excuse and said, I cannot come. None of them was sinning in what they had done. The first said, I bought a piece of ground. The second said, I bought five yoke of oxen. The third one said, I have married a wife. As a Matter of fact, these things, uh, nothing is wrong with them inherently in itself. Uh, there was nothing wrong with that except um, it became the catalyst for them to make an excuse and say, I can't come and attend this supper. Now, I want you to note who is telling this story. It is the same one. It is Jesus that is telling this story. The scripture tells us in another place that Jesus told about those that had reached a place or would 
would reach a place to where uh, uh, in the parable of the sower, uh, the scripture tells us that uh, there would be those that would make excuse. They they would not be able uh, uh, to uh, participate in the things that God wanted them to have in their life because they were doing things or participated in things that were going to keep them away. Amen. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4 and verse 18 and 19, and these are they sown among the thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Friend, I want you to know uh, there's nothing wrong with having cares of this life. Uh, There's nothing wrong with having a place to live and caring for. But you see, when it reaches a place where it chokes, the word in your life and pushes God out of your life, then it becomes the thing that is going to be our demise. Amen. And so listen to what Jesus says in this parable. As each one had begun to make excuse, then there was the next thing. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. And then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. Listen to the comparison and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. None of these would have an invitation on a regular basis because oftentimes it's those that are at the end. They're the, they're the second list. Only if we have room for them. We really don't. We've got more important things and people to come. People that can help us. People of a means. That's what it seems like that this this Lord that had a great supper, he extended an, op- an opportunity for people that had opportunity to be a blessing. Maybe not for that reason. Maybe that wasn't it. But, oh, friend, who was left off of that list? It was the poor. It was the maimed. It was the, uh, it was the crippled. It was those, uh, the halt, the blind that had been left off. And he says, look, now you go get them. And the Bible says he came back and he said, Lord, it's done as thou hast commanded. And there's still room. There is yet room. And the Lord said, then go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come that my house may be filled, that my house may be filled. Ah, Listen, this morning I'm preaching to you about the guest list. I'm preaching to you that sometimes when we feel like I don't belong, I don't fit with the crowd, I just don't know what I would do there. The Lord says, look, I have invited everyone, and there's some that aren't going to even come around, but if you want 
want to come, I want you to know you're welcome at my table. You're welcome. I don't care what your lot in life has been. I don't care where you have been. I don't care what you have done. I don't care what has happened to you. I want you to know if there's room at my table, and there is, you are welcome to pull up a chair. Amen. Prepare yourself. You're about to have a feast in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Because it's the will of God that you come. It's the will of God that you come. When you look in the scripture, there are individuals that stand out to me as those that would not be on the regular guest list. There are those who was not on the list first. But you see, God doesn't look at the invitations the way that we look at the invitations. He sent Samuel to the house of Jesse one day and he told him, he said, go down there and anoint the next king. Samuel even had some issues, not in a personal way, but he had some conditions that he had to uh, hide himself and his purpose as to why he was going. He took with him uh, an ox. He took with him, he was hiding behind a, a potential sacrifice. Amen. If they'd known that he was going to go down there and anoint the next king, somebody would have tried to stop him. You can't do that. Don't go to the house of Jesse. Don't do that. We're not going to, we've got a king. His name is Saul. You don't need to do, go and, and find somebody else. But the Lord knew that there was a boy named David that needed to be anointed. And so Samuel made his way to the house of Jesse. He said, Jesse, call all your sons. Call them here. I, I, I'm going to anoint. He was going to bless. Amen. He was going to bring a, a, a blessing to the house of Jesse that day as one of his sons would be anointed. And so one by one, the sons went by and Samuel looked at them and my, they had all the appearance of one that would make a nice king. He stood tall. No doubt he was a strong young man. It looked everything like a king or to, if you remember Saul, he stood head and shoulders taller than everybody else, but he turned bad. It's not so much that uh, that was what God was looking for. The Lord spoke to him and said, man, looketh on the outside, but God looketh on the heart. No, that's not him. Next, son. No, that's not him. Next son, and God would speak to him. He would not have the assurance that it was him. Next, and, and, and next, next, is that all of them? That's all of them. Samuel, do you have another son? Because somehow he didn't feel it with any of these that walked by in front of him. This was not the next king. Do you have another son? Well, yeah, I do. Well, where is he? He's out in the field watching the sheep. Didn't I say, now, follow me. I'm reading in between the lines here, but didn't Samuel say, I want your sons to be here today? Where is David? Where is David? He's watching the sheep. 
I'm not sitting down till he comes. We're not going to eat until he comes. He's the one we're waiting on. Go get him. And the Bible says, uh, uh, thank you, Brother John. Uh, Amen. Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down. Uh, Amen. And he sent and brought him in. uh, And his appearance was, the Bible says, he was ruddy. uh, And and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look. uh, Amen. Uh, He was just a fine-looking boy. uh, Amen. But he was uh, was the, uh, in their sense, he was just the farmhand, even though he was a son. What is it about uh, this uh, Samuel, uh, uh, or rather this David, that was different? You can find it in Jewish custom. I remember hearing it told about the tradition that has been passed down by Jewish custom. You see, you don't read in the Bible who David's mother was. No, you don't. You don't read in there what you read was in Psalms 51 and verse 5 where he says behold I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me but Jewish custom says that his mother's name was Nazepid and she was accused of an affair and and therefore they were Nazepid and her son David was isolated and they would not get to sit at the table with the rest of the family. They ate at a table by themselves. Now, in the custom of the Jews and the Israelites, you can even go all the way back to Egypt when Joseph was there and he appeared as an Egyptian and his brothers came. Do you remember that? When his brothers came and he prepared a feast for them, the Bible lets us know that Joseph did not sit with them because they thought he was an Egyptian. So he sat at a table by himself and observed his brothers as they ate by themselves. Now you come to David's house, the house where he grew up, amen, and he is sitting at a table with his mama. He is the one rejected in his own household. He's isolated at a table by himself. Did you know that in Psalm 69 and verse 8, listen to the words, I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother children. Oh, you can feel rejection sometimes. David, you're one that felt rejection. You were not accepted hardly by your own father. You weren't accepted by your own brothers. They didn't even want you to come when Samuel said, bring the boys. I'm going to anoint someone today. But that day, my friend, was the first time that David had validation in his life. He and his mother had been through so much. You can see why David 
loved the preacher so much. He loved Samuel because Samuel validated him. Fellas, just keep standing. We're going to wait for this boy to come in because you're about to see the next king. You're about to see him when he walks in. In walks a boy with a surprised look on his face. It's sort of one of those caught in the deer by the headlights. What's going on here? Come on over here, son, because I've got a bottle of oil waiting on you. And in that day, they didn't dab it on the head. They poured it on your head. It went down your body. It got on your clothes. David was anointed that day. Oh, friend, I want you to know the Bible says right there, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. There was something that happened to David. David, you weren't on the first guest list, but you was on God's guest list. Amen. You were the one that nobody else could see it. Nobody. Ah, somebody help me this morning. There was David that needed something from God. I feel like lifting my hands and thanking the Lord that I'm on his guest list this morning. Would you do that? Hallelujah. I appreciate God so much. Hallelujah. 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 Now the scripture shows us some things and I find it interesting. I find it interesting that uh, David even even when you felt like when you first came. Do you remember when you first came? You remember when you first came? Some of you all thought, boy, these people are crazy. I've never been in a church like this before. What's going on around here? And uh, uh, But th- there was something that happened. God got a hold of your life. Amen. You found out you was on his guest list. Amen. Uh, we look around and we see individuals in this house. You don't know their past. You don't know what it was. Amen. You, you don't know how it all came about, but God knew. God knew. I'm looking at you, Brother Nelson, because not everybody knows your testimony. Amen. But you know a testimony that maybe no one else knows. You've told it a few times how you were sitting at a bar and God began to talk to you. Amen. You had a mother that would not stop praying. She would not stop praying. And that morning you called her after you got saved. You said, Mama, I got saved last night. Hallelujah. God changed your life. Transformed you. Gave you hope. Gave you a new life. Gave you a wife. Amen. Gave you a job. He and you retired from it, and God's still good to you today. You're still on God's guest list. I'm just telling you, I could go around this house this morning, and I could tell the story of some of you, the testimony of many of you that God did something for you. He changed your life. He brought you out of the mess your life was in. He brought you out of the mess your life was in, the things that you were doing that was destructive to your life. It was destructive to your body. Some of you came sick, but God healed you. God delivered you. God said, oh, God's been good to you. I said, God's been good to you. Can somebody say amen? With all of that and all the wonderful things God did for David, and he killed the giant, and he became a he became a folk hero, if you would, amongst a real hero amongst the Israelites. the The, the women would sing. 
Saul has slain his thousands. Oh, now, anybody that's got that, that made Saul feel real good until he heard the second stanza of the song. David has slain his ten thousands. What? They're saying that about David? They have put him above me? You can feel pretty good when all of a sudden everybody's saying those good things about you. But there comes a time sometimes when we face something in life, even after you come to God, that your insecurities will surface. It happened to David. It happened to him. David was with his band of, of, of men that had joined him. Saul was still the king. He was trying to, uh, he, he was just trying to do right. And, and now he's become a fugitive running for his life. And you would think that people would support him in everything that he did. And Nabal, 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 however you want to pronounce it. Nabal was a rich man. And, and David went and said, he sent and said, uh, uh, give us some food for our men. Our men are hungry. They need something. And he refused to help him. And David is suddenly, he could kill the man. He's angry. He's upset. He don't, what happened? What happened, David? Do you have to go this route? Do you have to act like that? Do you have to have feelings like that? Can't you see that God has brought you this far? Can't you see that the Lord has done things in your life that you would never have experienced if it wasn't for God? Do you think God's going to drop you in this moment when your belly's growling and you're just hungry and somebody said, no, I'm not going to help you, and you're angry at them? It took Nabal's wife. She came. And she said, oh, I've heard what you was going to do. Don't do it. I'm paraphrasing. My husband's a stupid man. He, he's, he, don't, he don't even think right. And the Bible tells us that it wasn't just a short while after that that Nabal died. He died. Wouldn't it have been awful if David had killed him? If David had stepped up and tried to do something in retaliation for what he had done. But thank God that woman stepped up and said, no, David, don't do it. You're a greater man. God's hand is upon you. He's going to bring you to a place to where you're going to be a blessed man. And you are a blessed man, but don't you go this route and ruin that for you. Why were you even thinking that, David? David ended up not doing that. Thank God he didn't. He listened to this lady. But what happened was this. Some of the insecurities that was still simmering down inside of him rose up. I'm telling you, folks, there are times uh, even after you've served God that there's going to be something rise up. You better thank God somebody comes uh, and stands and points their finger in your chest and says, don't do it. Uh, you'll mess up uh, everything that God's done for you. This will turn around for you. God will help you. Uh, you're on God's guest list. Uh, you're an important person. Don't mess up by taking this into your own hands 
Oh, I, 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 there's so many things I could say this morning as I'm preaching. Amen. But I want to talk about one more man just briefly. You've heard me talk about him through the years. And I'm going to preach about him just a little bit this morning. And that is Gideon. The Bible lets us know about a man that it was in a time when the Midianites was oppressing the people of God. They had come. How is it that you get a crop and they come and take it? That you had to hide everything from all the enemy lest they would come and steal it from you. They was living in caves and it was just a terrible life existence. And when you go through hard times, you can get to thinking, where is God? Where is there a God? I have prayed and prayed and prayed. And so Gideon is threshing wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And made a statement. The Lord is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. He's saying that to a guy that's hiding. Looking around to make sure the enemy's not coming. He's scared. He's trying to have a meager existence. It'll take us through this winter time. Following the harvest. What are we experiencing right now? And so when he heard that. He said. If the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? And But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. He's saying, if the Lord be with us, it's, it's a losing proposition. You're saying that I'm a mighty man of valor and that the Lord is with me? Where is he? I don't see evidence. The Lord said, go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And in verse 15, he said, Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. How did I even get on the guest list? My family's poor. I'm the least in my father's house. He's making all the excuses, but it's more than an excuse. He's saying, I don't even qualify to be on that list. You ought to be going talking to somebody else of importance. You ought to be talking to somebody else that can do something about it. Am I hearing somebody say amen this morning? Do you ever feel like I'm not qualified? I'm not the one that ought to be here. It shouldn't be me. Said The Lord said, surely I'll be with thee and thou shall smite the Midianites as one man. God gave them great victory. I won't go into all the story. I remember hearing the story one time. There was a... There was a child, I don't know what his mental handicap was. He was a young boy that obviously needed attention all the time. And he would become infatuated with something. 
he attended a, a church where there was an evangelist that came. And this evangelist, he fell in love with him. He got him a, a tape. Everybody know what I say when I say he got him a tape? He got him a tape of him preaching. And he listened to it over and over and over again. Until he pretty well memorized that message. He could preach it himself. He could do it. His mom and dad wanted to go on a, an evening and, and have a, a little social time by themselves. And they hired a babysitter to come. Music, please come. They hired a babysitter to come. And they said that the babysitter was not in church. They, they didn't know the Lord. And this little boy, guess what? He started preaching to her. He preached that message of that evangelist that he loved so much. The message that he had heard time and time and time again, he preached it. When mom and dad got home, there sits this lady, tears running down her face. She said, would you tell me more about this, Jesus? Would you tell me about this Holy Ghost baptism? I just heard your son preach a message to me. And all I know is I want what you all have. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying God didn't have to use the most educated. He didn't have to use a licensed preacher. He didn't have to use an evangelist. He used a little boy with a mental handicap that had the ability to be able to memorize. And God used that little boy to preach to an unsaved babysitter. And look what God did. God reached her through his testimony. Oh, I'm telling you, it's what God can do. It's what God can do. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. You may feel like I'm not even worthy. I'm so different. I'm out of place. But oh, I'm telling you this morning, you're exactly who the Lord is looking for. The Lord was, how many remembers when the Lord called you? Did he make a change in your life? Did he do what you were hungry for? He calls at the Lord's Supper. At the Lord's table, at that supper table that he invites you to is everything you need. It's not going to just fill your belly. It's not going to just take away that, that seemingly impossible to satisfy hunger or thirst. He's going to meet that. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I've done some studies. I have a book in my, in my, amongst my books that came to my attention. And I wanted it. And it's about poverty 
Now, that may strike as an odd subject, and you have all kinds of ideas about it, but this book was written by a school, an elementary school principal. I think that was her position. And over a series of years, she collected the evidence that became a book that is now printed in the millions and is used for study concerning poverty and how it affects the mind. There's one thing that comes to my attention, though, and I have seen it amongst us. If you have a child that is exposed to hunger on a regular basis, if you show them the cookie dish and you say you can have a cookie, they don't know how to get just a cookie. They go over and they get a handful. They'll put it in their pocket. Oh, no, we sometimes if you don't understand what's going on, we, we get angry. Hey, 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 you don't take it all. You don't understand where they're coming from. They never have this opportunity. They're, they're getting it for tomorrow. They're, they're getting it for the next few days. It's not, they're not trying to take it from everybody. They're trying to survive. And so they're getting everything that they can. And when I understood that, then I understood something. I understand it's a mindset. It's something that's happened to them time and again. And when you have children that don't know where their food's going, and they hear it at home, well, I don't know what we're going to eat. We don't have nothing. I'm going to tell you, you don't need to say that around the kids. You let them know, we'll be eating. We're going to have something. I'm going to fix it in a little bit. It's going to be all right. Don't feed into their mind. There's nothing to eat because you're creating a fear in their heart. You're creating one of the reasons we have breakfast on Sunday morning is because we had uh, bus children that came and, and we had some that was coming hungry. And our teacher said uh, they can't pay attention until we give them something to eat. And Sister Axon says we'll start with cereal and we'll give them Pop-Tarts. And we started that in the basement kitchen when it was down there. And it evolved until we've got a wonderful breakfast we do uh, on a regular basis. Uh, Basis and it's it's free and it costs nobody anything and they can come and I, I think it's wonderful that we do that but I'm trying to tell you sometimes we feel like I, I, am I invited is it okay can can I do that am I I'm hungry but I I don't know if I can go in I'm telling you, you can come in because you're one of us this morning Amen you're on the Lord's guest list nobody's gonna be turned away. It's the door is open. Amen. Just come on in. There's some people that don't want to. Amen. And it's, it's not because they, their belly's full and they've got plenty and, and they're out buying and they're selling and they're doing all kinds of things. But somebody wants something from God. Somebody wants something from him because the world has failed you. Everything else has failed you. But God is still in control. Would you stand with me this morning? 
Amen, amen, amen. My heart is full this morning because I believe it's the will of God that we can turn to him when we need him and whatever it is you need. This morning, this is what we do. We're going to invite everybody to come and stand here in the front. And would you join us this morning, whatever your need is. Praise God. You're not joining the church. We're not doing that. What we're doing is just bringing our needs to God and saying, Lord, I'm bringing myself as I am. I want everything you've got for me. Hallelujah. So whatever you have, whatever your need is, bring it to the Lord this morning. We're going to pray together. Amen. Amen. We're all, some of you are closer. Some of you feel farther away. Some of you is way up on the guest list. Some of you is down at the bottom. Wherever you perceive yourself to be, I've got news for you. On God's guest list, everybody's at the top. That's number one this morning. You are the one. You're the first one. And I don't want to leave this place and say, I can't. I've got other things to do. I've got things to check. I've got things. Things I have to be involved in. I haven't got time for that supper, but I've got time this morning. Here's the beautiful thing is someday there's going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb. And when that day comes, I don't want to be caught unawares and unprepared, but I've come to get my ticket right. I want to make sure that I'm ready. Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now? Jesus, I love Jesus, I love you and I thank you for your presence. You're such a good God to me. You're such a good God to me. I give myself to you this morning. I give myself to you. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. Let me have your attention while I tell you what the Bible says. They said, what shall we do? And Peter told them this, very simple, and it's still the same for us today. He said, repent. That was first. Repent. Some of you have heard, well, I heard you just got to believe. Believing precedes everything you do. Everything. So you see, when you believe, you will repent. That's the way it is. That's why it says to believe. It's because everything else is going to follow. You won't do anything if you don't believe. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we can do that. Let's repent together. Let's ask the Lord to forgive us. Would you do that, all of us? Let's repent, Jesus. We've come asking you this morning humbly. As we approach a place where you're going to feed us and you're going to care for us. We're asking you, Lord, that you'd forgive us of all our sins. Oh, God. We ask you, Lord, to search our hearts and our minds. The things that we have done or the things that we haven't done. Whatever it is that has displeased you. Attitudes and spirits that we've entertained. I pray you would forgive us. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would help us because we're hungry to receive everything you've got for us. Lord, because we want to receive the Holy Ghost in our life. And we know, Lord, you will not fill an unclean temple, 
But Lord, you're going to cleanse us as we repent. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you just worship him a little more now? Praise God, praise God, praise. If you need to repent more, you do it more. But God will help you. He's a God that's able. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And as we worship him together this morning, uh, I believe his presence can come in in a special way. He can baptize you with the Holy Ghost before you leave this house. God is able. God, I praise your name. You're a wonderful God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What a great God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to encourage you, if you have not been taught a Bible study, a home Bible study, a simple study on understanding what we ought to do, we can connect you with a good teacher that can help you. Amen. And somebody that can explain God's Bible to you so that you can also be ready when that call comes and we're ready to go meet him. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we serve. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name. I just feel like one more time, I just feel wonderful presence of God. Would you lift your hands and thank him for what we feel? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You're a great God in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell your friend, I'm so glad you were here today. Would you do that? We have service tonight, 6, 30, 6 o'clock. Come and meet with us at 6. 5.30 is prayer. You're welcome to join us in the prayer rooms in the fellowship hall in the basement downstairs. And by the way, we've got new carpet downstairs. It'll be easy to kneel if you want to. Praise God. Looking for a great time in tonight's service at 6 o'clock. God bless you. Brother Steve Walker dismisses him.